Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything different. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Lang Up Podcast, PGA Championship Preview Part 2. Joining us for the 538th time on the No Lang Up Podcast from Fox Sports, Shane Bacon. Uh, Shane, what state of the United States are you in today? I am in beautiful Colorado Springs, Colorado. I am uh, I'm enjoying a little bit of downtime before I go three straight weeks on the road. Uh, we have three USGA events in a row. Uh, for Big Fox starting uh, next Monday. So I'm going to be traveling, traveling, traveling. So it was nice to get to come out here and play a little golf and just kind of chill. So you are an expert radio show guest, podcast guest. You've been on this show, like I said, a million times. You have started your own podcast this year over at Fox Sports. Uh, How different is it being a podcast host versus being a guest? You know, uh, I didn't think I would have to prep as much as I do. I mean, I thought it was just going to be kind of like, like, for instance, let me just give you a for instance. I have prepped 0% talking to talk to you. Actually, less than 0% in the sense of of the fact that we're picking people that we think might win this. And I mean, I I just, I laugh at how much I read. Um, You know, we had had KVV on this week, a buddy of ours uh, from ESPN.com. And I mean, I read so many of his old articles just to make sure that I was like, completely abreast of what he's written about this year and really the last year. So that's probably it. I mean, and you also learn little things. You listen to yourself and uh, maybe you do this or do that or say this word too many times and you pick apart those kind of things. But, you know, it's been fun. I mean, I like having kind of these these random conversations with people in golf. I mean, I think that's why you love it too is you get to kind of just bounce this stuff off with other people that kind of equally love this as much as we do. Yeah, was that like a like a giant hint to me that I was supposed to have prepared for you to come on here? Because I have done no, less, no, less prepared. I, I appreciate how, how ill prepared you are, really, in life in general. I think it's I think it's really a great way to go about it. I mean, my favorite thing about you in general is you do, you have another job, yet you do so much in golf media that I can only imagine what your bosses think about you. You know, um, that's when it comes up at work. Like when like some of my people I work with, uh, they know about it, but like when any of my bosses are around, they'll like inevitably mention it, and I would just like do the um, there's a Michael Scott like the gif of Michael Scott in the office. Like <laughs> no, 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 don't mention it. Uh, I'm not doing it during work, but I would prefer that they don't know that uh, that I'm at least checking Twitter and whatnot during work. But yeah, I, I had a friend of mine who started a Twitter account when he got married. And he, he changed it completely from his name to, like, the most generic Twitter account you've ever heard of. Because he was like, I don't want my wife searching for my tweets. My tweets are sometimes about her. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair to do, too. <laughs> that's what people are, like, worried about, you know, tweets and, you know, their, their opinions being out there. And could they get in trouble? And it's like, the guy that might become president of the United States just tweets racist <laughs> stuff all the time. So it's like, it's not that big of a deal out there. Uh, you, you know what I never understood? The people that have in their Twitter profile, this is my, what do they say? Uh, th- these are my opinions alone. Uh, or whatever yeah. they say. <laughs> oh, what, is, what is that? Who do they think for writing these? You yeah. know, like, I don't understand. I never understood those. The employer has to make them say that, right? It I mean, must like, be it, that. It, it, I mean, but like, I've never, I've worked everywhere, and I've never had one person come up to me and say, 
write this in your bio, you know? Yeah, that's well, part of your job is to give opinions on Twitter. <laughs> that, you know, some yeah, people exactly. that are that don't that it's not part of their job are a li- it's a liability rather than uh, it's probably a fair point. Okay, I, I, sh- I should probably <laughs> I should probably have it in my profile actually now that we're making this discussion. But <laughs> um, so we're not prepared at all. I, I just did a podcast. Well, it was posted. If you're listening to this now, yesterday I recorded it about an hour ago with Jake Nichols and DJ Pihowski talking PGA Championship. Baltusrol, we don't really know a whole lot about it. I don't. Does that matter that much to you? I mean, for me personally, the PGA does a great job. I think of just you know what I always like to say: the course is the setting, and they go play. It doesn't become about the golf course. Do you kind of agree with that, or do you wish we? Do you know enough about Baltusrol to you know sway your opinion who you think might win? What do you think? No, I mean, I, I think that it is a very unknown venue, um, you know, historically. I mean, I think when you look at it, even when I rewatched, you know, Mickelson's win, um, you know, there's not a lot of golf holes at Baltusrol. I know anything about it. I've never played there. Uh, somebody called it Balti earlier when they texted me this week. I was like, oh, are we really doing that? But um, I, I do love, I love the finish. I mean, I think, um, I think the PGA could move the tees up on 17, like on Sunday and make it, uh, you know, make it really two gettable par fives. Uh, and I mean, that would be, Incredible. Think about the, the the holes that have par fives finishing at majors. Think about you know. Think about Chambers Bay. I mean, the finish there. Mm. I mean, is that the most exciting finish we've had in a major in a long time? With the fact that these guys are are smoking three woods on the green and guys are having eagle putts to win a, a U.S. Open. I think par fives to finish are fun. So I, I'm with you. I mean, the PGA Championship it, a lot of the times tends to be the, the most exciting because there's so many. Uh, you know, there, there's so much that, that happens. There's so many birdies available, and I think that's something that's been cool that the PGA of America kind of embraces. Yeah, I, I asked DJ this too, but I want to know what your take is on on where the PGA Championship currently stands. And one of the questions we got was, is it get to a point where the Players' Championship is more prestigious than the PGA? Um, before I give you my take, I want to I don't know what, where, you, where you stand on. When people, somebody says PGA Championship, what's your reaction to that? And is it different than maybe it was three years ago or five years ago? No, you know, I, I talked about this with KVB on, on, on my podcast this week. And, you know, when you look at the players that have won the PGA Championship the last 10, 12, 15 years, these are, these are historic Hall of Fame type players. I mean, of course, you're going to get the random names in there, you know. Uh, Sean McKeel, for instance, or or even Duffner or Keegan. But, you know, I mean, you've seen Phil win. VJ Tiger won it a whole bunch of times. Um, it, it, Rory's won it a couple. I mean, you know, it seems the, as though um, the cream does kind of rise to the top at this event, which does seem kind of strange when, you know, you see 20 under and 16 under win and, and 14 under win. I think five of the last six winners of the PGA Championship have been double-digit under par. I just love that it fits into its own little category. Uh, you know, you've got the U.S. Open that's brutally tough for the players and you've got to play absolutely perfect golf for 72 holes. You don't have to do that at the PGA championship. You can have a bogey or a double. I mean, think about Rory when he won at Valhalla. I mean, he snap hooks that three wood on what 10, you know, a million miles left. And that was the Holy Eagles on, on Sunday to win. I mean, you know, so I, I liked it. It allows players to play in a different uh, capacity. And that being said, you know, we've seen some, you know, win at four five, six under. So it can play really tough, but I just love that you're looking at, at four different majors, and it really is four completely different fields. And I think the PGA fits in that really well, and I think that's why it's exciting. I will say, and we've talked a little bit about not being prepped, kind of joking, but this condensed schedule has made it very tough to prep because it's like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm still thinking about Henrik Stenson winning, and all of a sudden you're going, oh, now I got the PGA Championship coming in a week and a half. I was just about to say, I mean, if, if you're going to try to claim that you did not prepare at all, you just went like a, a minute, 45 seconds without breathing, I'm pretty sure, there with, the, with, 
with, that, with those takes. I, uh, so it sounded quite, it's quite a bit like you were prepared, but I know you just talked about it with Kevin. Uh, I did listen to that podcast. I meant to mention this at the open of the show, but mentioned Shane's podcast. Uh, it is called The Clubhouse with Shane Bacon, and it's hosted by Shane Bacon, if you couldn't figure that out. Um, it is, you got, you've been absolutely crushing it with guests this year. But man, uh, I listened all the way to the end of the KVV one, specifically to hear the Gary Player impression, and was not disappointed at all. I was yeah, biking I, I home was from those. so hard to get it in there. I oh my God. So hard I was to find a spot. He mentioned some. He was almost like he'd go to me and do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Uh, all right, so we got we got. Let's just do this. I think earlier on the podcast, um, it's become a new tradition this year that you and I pick players for the majors. Most want most money wins. Uh, the opposing team, the losing team, I guess I should say, has to eat some kind of variety of food. And it, for the <laughs> Masters, uh, you were the loser. You had to eat a hot dog from Burger King. I did eat one of those. Um, I, did I didn't realize. It, it, you know, they didn't ask about toppings, and so I thought it was just going to be a dry hot dog like I used to eat like when I was a kid at Sonic. And I get home, and it was completely covered in, like, everything. And I'm not really, a, like, a relish guy. And I was just – it made it worse, but in the same sense, it made it better because it's supposed to not be great. Right. You know? It's part of the punishment. But I just can't believe you let that thing sit and get lukewarm, taking all the way back home. I would have eaten that on the spot as as much bacteria just freshly killed <laughs> off that thing as possible. But, oh, it was, it was um, a tough, tough, tough next day, I'll say that. I, I gotta say, I feel like I should have to pay interest on the, the my loss at the U.S. Open and Open Championship, which I still owe you for. However, uh, so, so I the the Open Championship was I had to eat. I've never even seen this before. Somebody sends a picture of this. It might not even be there anymore. It's a hot dog from KFC that is wrapped in a piece of fried chicken. And God, it just and you know what you know how like the pictures you know like like for instance let's talk about the Burger King hot dog. Those pictures make it look like a pretty good hot dog. Yeah. And as we all know about fast food, it doesn't look anything like that, let's be honest. But that thing doesn't look good in the pictures. I mean, it, it just looks the, – the, the, the wrap chicken fried stuff looks terrible. I'm, I think you're going to really have a hard time with this one. Uh, I'd like to take a minute, uh, to, a quick pause in the show to thank our sponsor of the show, KFC. <laughs> Thanks, KFC. We really appreciate it. Uh, go to KFC. Great, great stuff. Chicken is unbelievable. Um, so I owe you that from the U.S. Open, and then from the Open Championship, I've I, 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 I kind of I kind of come full circle. I call it the Open Championship now, but anyways, me too. I, I owe you this year as well. For, is it from Burger King? The mac and cheese? I don't even know what I owe you. I, I, I'm losing track of yeah, what you That that's the one. That's the one that I think it, it could it could end you. It really could. You you we might have to retire the. The Twitter account and something. You're going to have, I mean, dude, have you looked at this thing? I mean, um, everybody sent it in. Like, just 50 it. people sent it to us. <laughs> I just Googled it, and to be honest, like, had I known this, I would have, like, picked Mike Weir, and I would have lost this on purpose, because, <laughs> like, so Taco Bell, um, I went there for, I always love Taco Bell. People rip on it. I, I enjoy Taco Bell. I know what it does to your stomach, and I know, I, I get it, all right? When they added the Doritos tacos, that changed things, right? I mean, that was now I can never go back to the regular hard shell taco. I right. feel like this is going to kind of change fast food for me. Mac no. and cheese in a Cheeto. No, right it looks delicious. I want to eat this, and I, I, I I'm, I'm glad that I actually have the chance to do it with like with no conscious weighing on me, knowing that I actually literally have to do it to pay a bet. Yeah, and and going back to your Taco Bell point for a minute. Everybody out there that when people bring up Taco Bell and they're like, ugh, Taco Bell and Shut up. fast food, yeah. I'm like, man, okay, there are a billion Taco Bells around the country. 
Obviously, people eat them. And let me tell you, all the people out there that are talking about how much they dislike it, you guys eat it too. You might get drunk and eat it, and that's part of it, but you're still eating it. And it's a delicious. It's absolutely delicious. The double-decker taco is in the top five favorite things I love to eat. You're not too good for Taco Bell. Stop acting like you are. None of us are. Um, but anyways, in Amsterdam, and I was in Germany this weekend, and searching every Burger King and KFC I, I find, I do search for these objects to pay this debt. I don't think they exist outside of the United States. They're only selling these things to Americans. We're the only ones apparently buying them. So, <laughs> weird, uh, that, weird, that we have, weird that we have an obesity problem. So, Everybody in Europe is skinny. Labor Day weekend, I will be in the States for five days. I will pay this debt, both of these debts and potentially the third. We haven't even, we haven't even agreed on steaks for this week's bet, have we? Yeah, should we ask people now to send in the yeah. nasty food we should eat? Yeah, we'll do that. I'll tweet that out as well and ask for suggestions. But we're going to mix the form up, format up a little bit. Um, it got a little dry. We were basically just picking the top six players in the world. Um, we're going to select one player from the top ten, one player from the next ten, and then one player from the next thirty. And then we're going to select one major champion that's not in the top 50. And then we're each going to select one club pro. Um, I, you got the honors for the Open Championship, so I get it this week. And I am going to select, with my first overall pick, Dustin Johnson. Oh, okay. I'm glad, because I would like to take uh, Mr. Rory McIlroy. He's my pick this week, so okay. uh, I'm happy. I think DJ is a, is a solid pick as well. I, I think... You know, the problem with not picking DJ is he finishes in the top five at every event, you know? That helps. That, do, that does tend to help. So so do I get to start now with the you next do. one or not? 11th through 20th in the world, you get to pick one player. Okay, 11th through 20th. I'm going to go uh, with a guy that has been playing professional golf for quite a while. Oh, man. Um, he's, a, he, he's, a, he's a fellow lefty. He played it. Incredibly well at Royal True and should have probably won that if he hadn't been playing a robot. Phil Mickelson is my pick. The sleeper. All right. That was going to be mine. I, you are like shooting 100% on taking guys that I would have taken from this group. <laughs> um, I'm in a little dilemma here, not only for this pick and for my official pick for the event. I've stuck with all of my preseason picks in each event. Um, I will say, I, I have not counted how many that these guys have beaten, but my pick in the Masters only lost to one guy, my pick in the Open only lost to four guys, and my pick for the U.S. Open won. So, like, I'm I'm pretty hot on it, but I picked Brooks Kepka to win the PGA. Coming off, is he's, he's admitted he missed the Open Championship. His ankle is not 100%. Again, the Open Championship was two weeks ago. I'm okay to, to stray away and make a new pick for this week, right? Am I, yeah, really I cool? think so. Okay. I, you don't have to go with Brooks. No, no offense. I, everybody knows you love him. Okay, I mean, I just want to make sure that that's not. You know what? Actually, I think the only way you can pick against him is I would like you to personally, right now, formally apologize to him. Um, okay, I, I, so so unexpected, so unprepared, um, <laughs> Mr. Kepka. Uh, you know, I've been with you from the start, and uh, I will always be with you. Um, if you do happen to win this PGA Championship, I am still going to claim it. But at this moment, I'm going to have to forego. Um, I do apologize for this. I'm going to have to forego drafting you and picking you to win the PGA Championship. Uh, because of this injury and because of this injury alone, I do think your emergence is coming, and I hope you do forgive me for this. But at this moment, I'm going to have to select Matt Kuchar. No, I'm kidding. I'm not selecting Matt Kuchar. Oh, no, I'm not. Really doing it. No. That would have been the best. Uh, it's a great pick. Never, never. Um, I'm just going to do this simply because of uh, – I, I feel uh, – I think I need to do it. Um, 
I don't necessarily. Now you're just, now you're just googling to see where these people finish. No, to see what you're doing I, 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 um. I just want to hear the music. Oh, I'm trying to play the YouTube video. Oh, something's auto-playing. Hold on. Do you hear it? Oh, my goodness. You're gonna, are you really doing this? Are you really picking Patrick Reed? With a second pick in the 2016 PGA Championship draft, no-laying up selects Patrick Reed from the United I mean, States of America. Yeah, all right. I mean, I think that's... To me, that's not even giving up on Kepka. I mean, I think that you going with P. Reed is like basically that's like two and one to you, you know. Well, I butchered that that uh, that music that I tried to just play, so that's off to an inauspicious start with the Patrick Reed selection. But I'm taking him. So I got DJ and Reed. I'm going Team USA for the PGA. Um, all right, my third pick has to come from ranks 21 through 50 in the world. Um, this is following the theme of being completely unprepared for this. I'm going to go with, hmm, man, the names start to get a little depressing when you get I that can, far. I enough. cannot, if you don't pick Justin Thomas, I don't know what you, I don't know what's going on with you. Don't tempt, don't shame me into that. All right. He would be, you know what? I, I, and I, and I, I, I've had Justin on the podcast. You've had him on the podcast. I, I know for a fact he would be extremely disappointed and I would hate to see him burn those no laying up shirts, man. That would be so sad to watch. All right. You con you, well, again, I don't know if I'm trying to win or lose this bet. Cause if it's anything <laughs> like the open one, uh, but all right, I'm doing, I'll do it. What the hell? I'm going full team USA. Justin Thomas. I'm taking him. I love it. That's I mean, that, you goaded me into that. I think that's a. I mean, I think it's a good pick. He's played he's played well this year. He's been sneaky consistent. I think that's a good one. Um, I have to say, a little bummed out that Mr. Martin Keimer is fifty one, but I'm oh. going to go with Cabrera Bayo. That was honestly the other guy I was considering in the world. That was what another guy I was considering. I feel like we're kind of due for one of those, you know. Random. I wouldn't say. I don't know if that's fair to say random, but I think we're kind of due for one of the lesser-known European guys that's ranked high in the world to do another big leap up in the rankings with a big event. So I'm with you on that one. I'm with, I'll let that slide. And, 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 and then, so my pick now is fiftieth. Higher than fiftieth is a major winner. Yeah, it's sitting right there for you. God, I mean, I got to do it. Yeah. I mean, I just have to. I'm sorry. I was looking at. I was looking at Webb at, at 68, as you were. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> seeing if you what was your reaction going to be? Um, All yours. <laughs> I, I I will I will take uh, Mr. Martin Keimer. I think he uh, didn't he play pretty well at the British, right? Um, I think he, he he at least started well. I don't think it ended that well for him, if I remember Let's right. See. Let's see here. This is amazing. We, 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 know, we know literally nothing about any of these guys, how they play. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced that people are going to listen regardless of what we even say. I think they just do it to pass the time. They're that bored. Uh, so. tie, for, tie for 36 at the Open. Tie for 37th at the U.S. Open. Uh, Martin Keimer is my pick. All right, so your team is Rory, Keimer, um, who was the other one? You had C- Rafael Cabrera-Bello. And, and you, Phil. And Phil. And then I went... DJ Reed <laughs> Thomas, and then now I got a pick from a major champion outside the top fifty. We, we, I should, I should have looked at the standings before we did this because I'm just taking the guy right there, right behind you. I, I think you have yeah. to. I'm going Duff Daddy. I, I'm just that, full team USA, full team NLU. Uh, all guys, I'm huge fans of. Uh, I'm on board. Um, all right, now, but the, now the tricky part: the club pro. 
Um, I feel like the, their dollars should count like five times whatever. I, I'm okay with. Let's okay. let's do this. Let's say their their dollars are are two times whatever. Is that enough or not? Um, three times. Th- I say three times. Okay, I, I'm in on that. Let's do it. Okay. Well, I, we pulled up this golf.com list compiled by Sean Zach. Um, does he have all of the players listed on here? No, these are the ones to keep your eye on. Oh, says. so I gotta trust. I gotta trust Sean yeah, on this th- one. There hundred and it says there's hundred and thirty four professional golfers, twenty club pros, and these are the ones to keep your eye on. I, I mean, but what if our eye should be kept on somebody else? I, I think we just gotta we gotta assume that Sean Zach here has filtered okay. this properly for us. So, all right, now let's go. You you, you get the, you get the first one. I'd like to hear it. Um, I'm gonna go with. Joe Summerhays, typically because he is the forty-two year the forty-two year old is cousins okay. with six year tour vet Daniel Summerhays. So I'm do, you know, going, do you know do you know anything else about him? Can, oh, look at that at the bottom of the list. The other club pros. Are oh, up, so cool. now you bring this up. You you know what? You can you can grab one of those guys if you want. Um, Uresti's a good player. I'm I'm taking Omar Uresti. I did not know he was a club pro. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't either. Does he, did, he, did this just happen? Can we, can we get him on the pod? Call well, him up. Bob Estes tweeted me today asking if his guy Omar was going to lay up on 17. I didn't know what he meant. I thought like he's like this is a wire reference or something. And uh, so, yeah, I, now I understand what he's saying. And I'm taking Omar Uresti as my pick. Okay, well, I, I picked him. I, I did low uh, club pro in my prediction piece for FoxSports.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stick with Matt Dobbins just because I think he's like the Tiger Woods of PGA Club pros. I know for a fact he's played in six PGA Tour events already this year and made three cuts. Wow. Okay. That's and lo- that's actually in the article. And I, and get, I get, just, out, get out of it. You are more prepared for this than any podcast we've ever I, done. I wrote a preview piece. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't like I spent a ton of time on it. I mean, I, you know, I picked the guys I picked and I wanted to pick low PGA Tour pro. I'm glad you didn't take Dobbins because then I would have had to – Take a, sh- a shot with your resty or somebody. He's all yours. He's all yours. Um, all right. So yeah, listeners, give us some ideas on what the bet should be, what the loser should have to do. We've done Twitter bets in the past. I mean, that's you know, we've had our fun with that. The food bets are a lot more fun. If it's something that I could eat from Europe, also that would help because I'm I, I don't know if I have enough days uh, allotted to pay off all these debts for my. If you lose this and you have to eat fast food for three dinners and you're five days in America. That's a huge bummer. How about this? How about if you see um, anything on the on the European uh, McDonald's menu or KFC menu or uh, is there Taco Bell over there? Mm, I don't recall seeing any Taco Bells. Okay, and you know what? I don't know what time it is there. You do have Wednesday ahead of you. If you pass by one of these places, maybe take a picture of the McDonald's or KFC. A menu there, and you could tweet that out, and people could pick an item. That's true. That's true. There is a burrito at the local KFC near one of my clients. Um, what's what's in it? What comes in it? I don't know. Shame, shame, so, and disappointment. A lot of shame and embarrassment in that. I don't think many. It's like it looks like kind of healthy almost, like kind of salad and stuff in there. And they must not be selling a lot of those, but uh, no. they keep the menus rather simple here, unfortunately, um, and they overprice everything. So that that could be my punishment as well, is having to pay. Like nine euros for a Whopper or whatever it is here. So, um, but yeah, if you guys have any ideas, we'll take them. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's 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 a uh, it's a good twist on a bet. So, um, got some good Twitter questions for the, my mailbag this week, and I, there's no way I can answer all of them. What do you say we plow through a couple of these? Let's do it. Let's do it. I already asked DJ this one, but Jared Orlando asked, and I want to hear your take. What's your take on the PGA of America? 
moving the PGA Championship overseas. <laughs> when you when you put it like that, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, I, I would love to see it moved around occasionally. I'll say that. I mean, it is ridiculous that the four of the four majors three are in America. I mean, that is that is a bit absurd. You know, I mean, of the tennis ones, one's in America, but. Um, it does seem strange that the PGA of America would do that. But, um, I mean, w- wouldn't you think it makes sense to move it to Australia once every 10 years or South Africa once every 10 years? I wouldn't hate that. I, if, if I would hate it, I think. I mean, I, I, uh, it's fun to get up for the British Open in, you know, in the States and do that one week a year. Doing it twice, you know, getting up in the middle of the night, um, I mean, I don't, I don't see the appeal of it, to be honest. And that may be a short-sighted American view of it, but... Uh, I like the way they sit. I don't. I just don't think. I mean, of of all of them, the PGA Championship is the most likely to be moved to a different location. Do you want to do one in Mexico? You want to do one in Canada or like South America? Uh, that makes more sense to me than you know a, a huge time zone change. Like the ratings for the President Cup, President's Cup this year could have could not have been good. I mean, the, the, it was oh, on- right, right, and and that's the issue. I mean, they, there is a nice course in Rio, I hear. So. You know. <laughs> Do that. Do that. We could do that one. I mean, there's not going to be, listen, it'd be the first time a lot of the top players would play it. So. Not Patrick Reed. Not not my entire, uh, uh, no, I guess that doesn't make a lot of sense. DJ's not going either. But yeah, Pat, I, my team's already well, got the advantage um, there. You're, you're, Omar, for sure. <laughs> He's going to play, play his way out of this team. <laughs> um, all right. Todd Berman says, who do you like as this year's Sean McKeel? Goodness, didn't we? We just we already had you already did that. Dobbins through these rankings. Um, I had Tony Finau as kind of my sleeper, so I don't oh, know that's if that's a Sean McKeel that's an insult to Tony good. Finau. Yeah, that is just kind of. Um, I mean, I, you know, I, if you had to go down these rankings, my goodness, I was this is so unprepared. I, I, I mean. I know that, that's a, that's a tough one to answer. I think you need a little more time to. Pre- I'm getting to all is, the. Is Cole Nost in the field? I think he is. He is in the field. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Colt Nose if he's in the field. Shots fired at Colt Nose. Gotcha. Wow, uh, <laughs> dude, I can't win if everybody gets <laughs> that. These are all all the questions also that I didn't want to answer in my preview piece. So you get you get. I'm not, I'm not calling That's these. Okay. The, I'm, fine. I'm, I'm, fine not, with that. I'm not calling these the bottom of the barrel. These are just easier to talk through. Um, MC Five Cent at Ball Joe says, "Which top ten golfer has the most to prove this week?" Ooh, well, actually, I just wrote a piece for FoxSports.com about this very subject that drops on Wednesday, so check that out. But uh, I will give a little spoiler. Um, It's the number one player in the world. And I said that, I I think, in my piece, I wrote about this, but, um, you know, Rory has a lot to play for. Spieth has a lot to play for, of course. But I think if you look back at 16 and Jason Day doesn't have a major, I think it'll be a very disappointing season in terms of what could have been, considering how he's played this year, the events he's won, how hot he was coming into the year. I mean, you forget, he won two FedEx Cup events after winning the PGA. I mean, I just, I think of all the players, it would be surprising the most if Dave finished the season without a major, considering the way he's played and the wins he's had. Yeah, all right. That's fair. So when you say best player in the world, you mean Jason Day and not Patrick Reed. Like just, just, just clarifying. I think I, said, I think I said number one ranked player in the world. I, okay. mean, I, I think that's what I said. So I, I still, you know, you know where my heart lies. Okay. Well, I didn't know what what rankings we're using. Just just clarification point is I don't want anyone, you know, getting confused out there. Um, I, I, this is an interesting question. It's from Inside the Dopes, which is a great handle, by the way. That's uh, a great handle. Is it a letdown of a season if one of the big three doesn't win this week, 
of them, who needs to win it the most. First of all, I guess I don't even know who the big three is anymore, so I, that, it's a tough question in that regard. But uh, I, I do kind of get what he's at, and I didn't even actually kind of realize that you know none of what the original big three have won a major this year. But is it a letdown in your mind if, if one of them does not win and one this year? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I based that story around was the fact that you know it's all first time major winners this year. You know, I mean with with, with Willett and DJ and Henrik, I mean they all this is all their first time. And, and again, I mean we were so focused last year and the year before on these big three players. I mean, you know, Rory goes back-to-back, and Speed goes back-to-back, then Day wins the one after ZJ wins the British. I mean, those guys, I think, had won whatever, five of six majors, and we were like... And then, of course, Speed almost wins the Masters again, and that's the conversation. But, um, I mean, you know, for, for Rory, he's going to base success on wins. He's played great this year. Nine of 15 starts in 2016 worldwide. He's finished in the top six. I mean, it's amazing how consistent he is in finishing high in these events. But... You know, I mean, I think him only winning one event, even if it is the Irish Open and no PGA Tour events of say into the season that way, I think he'd feel a little bit disappointed and, and and like he missed his opportunities. And I mean, now you're looking at a couple of years since his last major win. For Spieth, I mean, he almost won. He should have won the Masters. Yeah. He didn't really contend in the other two. If he doesn't really contend this week, I think he'll look back and go, I didn't have my best stuff stuff this year and still won two times. So, um, and you know, I mean, Jason Day's going to look back and he won everything else. He just didn't play that well in the majors. You know, I mean, he. He really hasn't been that close besides a late run at the U.S. Open in any of the majors this year. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, a bit tough. I got, I got several Ryder Cup questions this week. It's probably, not, it's probably like the worst week to answer Ryder Cup questions because we'll know a lot more after this final major, which is the final event that has worth double points. Um, do you see any? Do you have any prediction? Uh, okay, as of now, sorry, who asked the question? I should, I should look at that up first. I don't have it in front of me. Sorry. As of now, uh, the last four guys out are Kepka, Fowler, Reed, Piercy. The last five guys in are ZJ, Holmes, Snedeker, Bubba, and Kucher. Um, of the four that are of anyone that's out, do you have any locks that are, are, are essential for the team that you're going to be in? I mean, I, I think that these guys love Ricky, and I think they'll put him in for sure. Um, so he would probably be my lock of the guys outside the automatic bids. Um, you know, the players love him. You know, these these captains love him. People just in general like Ricky Fowler. He's easy to be around. Um, so he's probably my lock is that it, it, if you're looking at that. And then, you know, if I was going to look at one of these people to drop out, uh, I guess I'd probably look at, at J.B. Holmes just because, um, uh, you know, it's it, it's it's a long season. I feel like he always tends to play better early in the season than late. So um, I guess that would be who I would see flipping. But I think even if Ricky doesn't qualify, he's for sure going to get in just because they're going to pick him either way. Yeah, it's such a log jam between Zach Johnson's got fourth fourth million two hundred thousand points. I think that's how the system works. I can't. No, sorry, Golly. fourth four thousand two hundred six. There should be. There's a decimal in there. I thought it was comma. Um, and Patrick Reed's at eleventh with three thousand six hundred. So only six hundred points separate eleventh from fourth place. So a lot, a lot still up for grabs in terms of Ryder Cup this week. It's a huge week for the Ryder Cup. Um, that's why, you know, when broadcasts tend to hone in on the time, and the Open Championship is an exception because that was a, just an epic, once in a lifetime really showdown uh, between two guys. But this is why we clamor for all, like a lot of players to be shown. Like 
I forget, what's it, Tyrell Hatton, I think, worked his way into the top ten of the Open Championship, and I'm not sure we saw a shot from him in the whole broadcast. Right. I mean, I know we technically did, but basically it was a non-factor in the broadcast. It's like, these stories matter. I mean, it may not, on the short term, mean much, but, I mean, a lot of these fans want to see these guys, you know, progressing up the leaderboard and making big moves, because it means a lot. Like, I... And I'm hanging on every shot that Thomas and Kepka and these guys are hitting in these majors because I know, you know, the difference between fifth place and 12th place is huge when it comes to these points. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, I, I love to see, like you said, I, I think that there's an interest, at least in, in my mind, on how these guys battle when they're in 15th and they have no chance of winning. You know, where's, where's the grind come from? Where's the push come from? And you wonder if, you know, there's times, I mean, because they don't care about money. None of these guys care about money. They don't need money, but... You know, you wonder if there's a push because they, they go, you know, if I finish fifth this week, I can make the Ryder Cup. Or if I finish eighth instead of tenth, you know, I move up in the FedEx Cup rankings. You know, there's stuff that they play for, and I, I do like to watch those guys kind of grind it out because, you know, they're not going to win that week. But, you know, everybody doesn't win except one player. You know, So, I mean, there are obviously reasons to go out there and play, and I, and I agree with you. I'd love to see. I, and I like to see the guys that, as you mentioned, the, the no-name players in these big events that are having the week of their lives. You know, yeah. it's, it's fun to kind of see how they – they battle and, and get through the end of their rounds. And it's a reminder how, how clutch all these players tend to be. I mean, they're able to, to birdie 17 and 18 or something to, to shoot 66 and jump into the top 10. I mean, it's pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll get you out of here in a couple more questions, mostly because it's almost 1 a.m. here, and there is that job tomorrow that I'm trying not to get fired from that you previously mentioned. So, uh, But this is a really good question we got from P. Steelman. It's uh, at ptwit88 underscore p. Good question. You've got to work on that handle. It's too hard to say. Um, which life do you choose if you have to go back and live the last 20 years, Big Cat or the People's Champ, on and off the golf course? Big Cat or the People's Champ on and off the golf course? Man, last 20 years, huh? I, th- uh, I thought it was hard initially, and then I thought about it, and like, I think it's a pretty easy answer. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, do I, I mean, I, I still, I'm going to go tiger, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I was, I thought What's it was your, easier for, for Phil, but I want to hear your case. I, I just think that the last 20, so the last 20 years takes us back to what? 96. Is that right? Yeah. 96. So, so you get to live the, you get to live his last AM win, his master's win and all of his major wins. Now th- this part of the life would be a bit disappointing, but I still think being that golfer for that amount of time would have to be the coolest thing in the world. I mean, I, at least I think so. Just being able to be clutch and, and people be nervous when they're around you because they know you're not going to lose, I think that would be a pretty interesting feeling because none of us have ever really felt that. Yeah, I guess I took the complete opposite approach, and I didn't even weigh that much. I, 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 I took into what, uh, what their golf careers meant for their personal lives um, in that I don't – I'm not sure. I mean, I know Tiger enjoyed being the best in the world, intimidating guys, but I'm not sure he ever had that much fun with it. I know the people may be rolling their eyes at that, and he was having a lot of fun with a lot of different women across a lot of different states. But I don't. I'm not so positive he ever really enjoyed his life. I know we're getting into something that we're we're not qualified to really weigh in on because we have no idea, you know, Tiger's happiness level versus Phil. But if I'm going with somebody who. who, who I, you know, just seeing what the last seven, eight years have been like for Tiger, knowing how it ends, I think that'd be a lot of like, I'd be, that would weigh heavily on the way I 
viewed the, you know, the last 20 years. Would I want to live eight of them in relative misery? Sure, he's got all the wealth in the world, all the fame he could ever want, but uh, and he's got you know two two great kids that he loves being a father on. And he's happy in that regard, but the embarrassment and the shame to go through the scandal that he went through. Uh, whereas Phil, you know, they keep throwing indictments at him, and he just ducks them left and right. Um, I don't know, enjoying life and you know being currently playing into the late forties and having relatively good success. I I felt like the answer might be Phil. Now this was Colin. This was maybe asked because Colin Coward mentioned that he would rather have Phil's career than Tiger's. Right. That I disagree with completely, but on and off the course, I think it's, first of all, a really great question. And uh, I don't know. I think I'm going Phil with that one. I, I mean, I, I think you, you, you're a win-win either way, but I, I do think sometimes we, we as people think that, like, Tiger's miserable now, and nobody really knows if that's true or not. You know, I mean, yeah. he's not the best player in the world, and he's not able to play golf, but, like, you hear those Rory quotes. I mean, you heard Rory before the Masters saying, talking about how, you know, the passion for loving golf isn't there like he, like it was when he was a kid. And, you know, maybe Tiger actually enjoys life. You know, maybe he enjoys, mm-hmm. you know, owning a restaurant and doing these types of things. We really don't have any idea. I just think we assume that since he was so good at golf, he wants to get back to that. And I don't know. I mean, he, he might he might enjoy life. He might be okay. You know, I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it would seem that the only thing he was born to do is to win golf tournaments. And now that he's not doing that, that's a bummer. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's okay. Maybe, maybe life's all right with him. Yeah, I just look at even uh, getting into my 30s, seeing how my body is not handling it great at times, and that I've dislocated my shoulder, and I pinched a nerve in my neck, and I'm, I feel like there's always something wrong with me, and I know how miserable that makes me, like, when I can't be physically active. Just for tired, just have been so much time sitting around, you know, recovering from a broken leg, three different back surgeries, how frustrating that feeling is. Versus Phil getting able to, you know, I know he deals with arthritis as well, but getting be able to get up off the couch, walk around, and do whatever he wants to do, I think there's a lot, a lot of value in that. But I agree. There's no we all we all, we'd like to think the Tigers just sitting around being miserable playing Call of Duty, um, which I mean I'm sure he's doing the latter of that for sure. But um, I, yeah, it, it's it's hard to say whether or not he's happy in life. But that's that's not uh, that's not what we typically try to do when we evaluate golfers is determine their happiness level in life. Right. I thought it was an interesting question. Um, last one from D. Khatib. David Khatib wants to know, um, hottest, cha- hottest take you've seen from Open Championship Week? And I'll open that up to as well leading up into this week. What's the hottest, hottest thing you've seen in recent weeks? I, I, I saw the, these guys, any, anytime anybody brings up Rory's working out stuff, it just kills me. <laughs> I mean, it, like, and, I, and I wrote this in, in the piece for tomorrow on FoxSports.com, but I mean, I literally had to like throw my phone across the room, like throw it on the couch or something, because I'm like, I have to finally say something to at whoever the person is or the people are that are doing this, like continue just bum rush on the fact that Rory is in the gym again. I mean, I, I, I said it earlier. I mean, nine of 16 top six finishes and he's finished in the top, I think at the top five and four of his last five starts. I mean, I mean, come on! This is such a ridiculous thing to think that's that's affecting his game. Whatever you want to say, I, I I honestly think that that might be the thing that irritates me the most of any sports take and anything people talk about in golf is this old school thinking that these guys shouldn't spend time in the gym. It's just preposterous. I do, I do not understand why anybody thinks that makes any sense at all. And I, I I mean, Miller said it on the on the broadcast. He said, "Oh, he's spending too much time in the gym." You're like. He's a professional golfer. I mean, he's, he's, he's practicing three hours a day. I mean, what else is he supposed to do with the day? And he's in his mid-20s. I mean, what mid-20 guy doesn't want to be ripped up, you know? 
And, you know, and people, and I don't get it, people make fun of golf. I don't get where they're coming from here. <laughs> Here's what we do to our best athletes. We make fun of them for being athletes, or we criticize yeah, them for, for being, being athletes. athletes. Like, it's just, it's insane. I mean, there's no way Rory works out for, I mean, I guess I shouldn't say no way, because there is some criticism I think is valid of Tiger, his workout plan being very specific to him getting huge and not necessarily being the best for his golf body. Uh, Rory is is big dude, but in very ripped dude. But he, whoa, hot take alert! Hot take alert! The fire alarm. I actually do have to go now. All right, man. We'll talk to you. During the hot take, too hot of a take. Get out of there, safe. Later, man. Wow. Okay, that was not planned at all. He literally, uh, literally, hot set off the fire alarm with this hot with this hot take. Uh, wow, on the hot take question, that was too perfect. Um, I, yeah, I was just going to finish my take in saying that um, there's no way that Rory is building up his strength and his physical stature um, just for ego's purposes or for appearance purposes to wear tight shirts. It's a ridiculous take from Johnny Miller. But uh, sorry, we didn't get to say bye to him. I hope he gets out of the hotel safely. That was Shane Bacon from Fox Sports. Uh, check out his podcast. It is excellent. The Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. He's got Gary Player on there all the time. Go back and listen to the Gary Player episodes. I'm telling you, they are absolutely classic. The guy says some of the most ridiculous stuff you could ever imagine. I love it. Uh, Shane does a great job with that podcast. Also, read his stuff at foxsports.com. Thank you for tuning in for almost two hours or hour and 45 minutes, I think, total of PGA Championship Preview. Um, great major championship. I think it deserves the full treatment. And uh, if people make fun of it, send them my way because uh, I'm excited for this week. I'm going to be tuned in. Um, I'm going to be, I will warn you, I'm going to be whining a lot about CBS because I, I, I have a bad feeling about their coverage this week. But uh, again, if you guys are still listening, please take two minutes, leave a, leave a review on iTunes, leave a comment. It is so appreciated. You have no idea. Um, and yeah, we appreciate you downloading, subscribing, and uh, any feedback you can give us is very much appreciated. So thank you, and until next time. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything.